0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God.
1: Then, of course, we love Bishop Stan and Sister Mar- Gleason. You know what, I think we can do a little better than that. Don't you love Bishop and Sister Galisa? Amen. Amen. I would dare say Bishop is the goat. Amen. All the 30 and under crew know what that means. The greatest of all time. We love him. We appreciate him. My good friend brother justin gleason and his wife anna and their three children cream of the crop true prophet of god didn't he bless us with that word from the lord here tonight come on wasn't that a word aren't you thankful we've already heard from god and Then, brother caleb gleason uh youth pastor here student pastor at the life church i honor him we share a name, so I'm a little biased to him. And, uh, of course, Brother Santamiri. I love Brother Santamiri and his wife, Sister Datha. God bless them. I just love everybody. Man, it's so good to be here passing the man on. Uh, this is a very special meeting. You know, there are some conferences where people get together because they just want to dress up real nice and see people and be seen this is not one of those conferences I I say it often especially preaching to young people but God's no respecter of persons but he is a respecter of hunger a lot of you don't like that because you think God owes you something due to your last name but he doesn't. But if you're hungry for God, I promise you, you'll leave this meeting different than the way that you came. Amen. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Why don't we lift our hands one more time and just let God know we're hungry for Him? God, we are hungry for you. <laughs> I'm going to to the I'm going to go If you would let's stand for the reading of God's word. You know I really wrestled. I've really been wrestling with preaching this here tonight and the reason is is because I feel like every larger meeting that the Lord has allowed me to be a part of this year I feel this is what he continually asked me to preach I know there's YouTube and things of that nature Um, but I just I just can't shake this here tonight and so I'd rather be obedient to God and give in to the pressure of man Acts chapter 2 verse 1 Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 give honor to all of the ministry here tonight Uh, you ought to be thankful for a man of God in your life Uh, he is not here tonight but I feel that I'd be remiss if I did not honor my pastor a man by the name of Travis Houston took a 15year-old, broken, lost young man from a broken home, the epitome of dysfunction, and he saw something in me when I did not see anything in myself, and everything that I am is a product of God and my man of God, and I give him honor today. Anybody thankful for your pastor? And I I just want to say something right here you may go home to a pastor that nobody knows in Pentecost and the enemy would like to lie to you and tell you that if you want to be used by God you need to go and find a pastor that everybody knows that's not the way this thing works if you'll go home and you'll submit to the pastor that God gave you I promise you there will be an anointing that flows downward You don't operate an apostolic authority without being submitted to apostolic authority. Come on, anybody thankful for your pastor? Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It said, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I am convinced that it really had nothing to do with the building that they were in. But it had everything to do with what filled the building that they were in. You know the book of Acts Church it has an expanding nature about it. it was never meant to be confined or relegated to just the four walls of a building Jerusalem Judea Samaria uttermost you see that expanding nature you your children all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call so again there is that expanding nature they did not turn the world upside down because of the building that they had access to. They turned the world upside down because of the atmosphere that they operated in. (laughs) And so I want to talk to this generation about apostolic atmospheres. Apostolic atmospheres. One more time, would you lay your Bible down all over the house and would you just, let's just yoke up one with another. Can we do that one more time? Let's yoke up one with another. I wonder if you could just pray in the Holy Ghost here tonight. Can you do that? Let's just tap in. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. If you are expecting Jesus to do something that'll change your life, would you put your hands together? Come on, with expect with expectation, with hunger. Would you just make some noise on a Saturday night? Praise God. Amen. God bless you. If you promise to help me preach, you can be seated. All right, I got a lot of help tonight. One of my favorite authors, who's a writer from the early 1800s, he made a statement in one of his books, and he said, Every man has an atmosphere which affects every other. What he was saying was is every individual has one dominant atmosphere they operate in that sets the precedent for every other atmosphere in their life and so the question here tonight is is the atmosphere of the kingdom affecting the atmosphere of the culture Or is the atmosphere of the culture affecting the atmosphere of the kingdom? Is the atmosphere of your prayer closet affecting your job? Or is the atmosphere of your job affecting the atmosphere of your prayer closet? Is the atmosphere of your prayer closet affecting your school or is your school affecting the atmosphere of your prayer closet? I believe it is the will of God that the apostolic church is the dominating atmosphere in every city that we are in. I flew to Canada earlier this year for their youth convention and the United States, North America, United States had already for the most part lifted the mask, uh, the 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 mask restrictions for flying, and I was a little taken back when I got on the plane in Philadelphia, and I was getting on the plane to go to Canada. I was a little taken back. That they asked us to put on our masks even though we were not yet in Canada and I was even more confused when I was on the plane in Canada getting ready to come back to the United States and they did not ask us to put on our masks and I later found out that the moment you step on the jet bridge you have now entered the atmosphere of the destination you are going to. And when you get in the atmosphere of the destination you are going to, you have to submit to the authority of the destination you are going to. Can I tell this generation that God has given us authority because we are connected to an atmosphere that is not of this world? But we have already tasted of the good word of God and the power of the world to come. Is anybody thankful in this house that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? We might be in this world, but we are
0: not of this world.
1: And in 2019, I made mention of this briefly last year, but I feel to mention it again. In 2019, December of 2019, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm about to bring my prophets out of the caves. And everywhere that I went beginning in December of 2019, I started preaching that everywhere that I went. I had no idea what was about to take place over the next few months, because in March of 2020, it's like the world stopped spinning. Life as we knew it was upended, and it was turned upside down, and the main spirit that we fought in 2020 was the spirit of fear. And when you study in your Bible, you will find out that anytime the spirit of Jezebel wants to hinder and restrict and stop the release of the prophetic office, she will always send the spirit of fear to make the prophet hide in the cave. I understand that COVID was a very real thing. I understand that it devastated a lot of our churches. I understand that it caused a lot of heartbreak in a lot of families. I understand that it devastated a lot of ministries and a lot of jobs and careers in cities. But we would be naive to think that there was no spiritual application to what took place in the world in 2020. I believe the spirit world knew that the prophets were about to be released into the earth and it was doing everything Everything that it could to make the prophetic people afraid of what God was calling them to do. But what the enemy failed to realize is that that plan backfired on the enemy. Because what it did was it accelerated a generation. We are the 11th hour church. And I would dare venture to say that we are not just in the 11th hour, but we are in the final few moments and seconds of the 11th hour. And I believe before this meeting is over tomorrow morning that the weight and the heaviness of the hour that we are living in is going to settle on the shoulders of this generation. And so what God did in 2020 was it seems as though God accelerated an entire generation. I am seeing young men and young women operate in giftings and anointings and ministries that generations before us did not operate in until their 40s and their 50s. It has nothing to do with you and I, but it has everything to do with the hour that we are living in. The hour demands an urgency in us. And God is raising up apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And I want to say very boldly here tonight, we don't have time to wait until you're in your late 30s and 40s and 50s before we release you and recognize you to do and be what God has called you to do and be in this generation. As a matter of fact, I bind religious tradition right now in the name of Jesus Christ
0: that wants to tell this generation you've got to wait until you're older before you can turn the world upside down. There ought to be a young man that says the devil is a liar. I've been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this.
1: And so God has begun to accelerate this generation. There are prophets and there are seers among us that have a very keen awareness of the unseen world. I want to remind this generation that the real world is not the created world. The real world is the spirit world. It existed before time and creation, and it is the will of God that in this room there is a generation that gains an awareness of what the eye cannot see and what the ear cannot hear and what the nose cannot smell and what the mouth cannot taste and what the hands cannot feel. If there has ever been an hour to depend less on the flesh and more on the spirit, it is the hour that we are living in today. And so what God has begun to do in the spirit is there has been a shifting of apostolic ministry from one generation to the next generation. And when you read in your Bible, you will find out uh, that God raised up prophetic voices with every generation. The angel of the Lord came to Zechariah and he began to prophesy to him and he began to tell him, you're going to have a son birth through your home and you're going to name that son John and he is going to go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah and he is going to prepare the way for the Messiah to enter the world. Can I tell you here tonight that John the Baptist went forth in the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare, Prepare the way for the first coming of Jesus Christ. But this generation will also go forth in the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare the way for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he said he is going to be the prophet of the Most High. And he said he's going to have a very specific ministry. As a matter of fact, Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 40, gave us a little clarity about that prophet. That was going to be a voice in the wilderness. He said you're going to hear a voice in the wilderness. And when you hear that voice, he said every mountain and every hill is going to be brought low. Every valley is going to be exalted. And every rough place is going to be going to be made plain.
0: In other words, he is going to move the resistance out of the way that stands between humanity and the next visitation that is about to
1: enter the earth realm. And he said when that resistance is moved out of the way, the glory of the Lord would be revealed to humanity for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. He was that forerunner jesus christ now you have to understand that a forerunner that was rooted in an old testament principle because the Bible said that the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. And there was an acceleration that God gave him whenever his hand was upon him. And the Bible said that he outran the chariot of Ahab into the city of Jezreel. The reason God accelerated that prophetic voice to outrun the chariot of the king was because it was often customary for prophets to precede the presence of a king to live Let the city know that the king is on the way. And that's why God is accelerating this generation. It is so you can precede the arrival of the king to let the city know, to let your job know, to let your school know that the king is on the way. And God raises up Elijah. And this is what he says to the prophet Elijah. He said, I want you to take I want you to take the anointing and I want you to go anoint Jehu as, as the next king of Israel. But when you study the life of Elijah, you will find out that he was carried away in that chariot of fire before he can complete the assignment that God gave him. And then we see where that prophetic ministry, it shifts to the next generation of Elijah. And when you study the life of Elisha, you will find out that he was too old and weak to make the journey to Ramoth Gilead where Jehu was to complete the unfinished task of the last generation. Ramoth Gilead literally means the high place of Gilead. So what did Elisha do in order to make sure that the unfinished business of the last two generations was completed? In second In Kings chapter 9, the Bible said that he called for a young nameless prophet. And he said, I want you to gird up your loins. Now the question
0: here tonight is why did he tell him to gird up his loins? The answer is because the urgency of the task would not allow him to walk with the anointing, but it demanded him to run with the anointing. And he says, I want you to take this
1: box of oil and I want you to go to the high place of Gilead and I want you to go into the room where Jehu is and you're going to finish the uncompleted task of the last two generations and you're going to take that box of oil and you're going to pour it on his head and say, thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee as king of Israel. And then you get down to 2 Kings 9 in verse
0: number 4. And this is what the Bible said. It said, so the prophet, even the young man the prophet, went to the high place of Gilead. It's like the writer was saying, we would have expected Elijah to do it. Or we would have expected Elisha to do it. But because of the urgency of the hour, even the young man will carry the anointing to a higher place than it's ever been before and I feel the Holy Ghost saying to this generation we would have expected T.W. Barnes to do it we would have expected James Kilgore to do it we would have expected Billy Cole to do it we would have expected G.A. Mangan to do it we would have expected Vesta Mangan and Nona Freeman to do it and I thank God for those elders but because of the urgency of the hour even the young man even the young lady will carry the anointing to a higher place than it has ever been before. You ought to shout in this house and make up your mind. When I go home, I'm not going to walk with the anointing. I'm going to run as fast as I can because I've got to let the world know the king is on the way. Somebody give God praise in this house right now. You don't have time to walk with it. You've got to get an urgency about you. You're being sent forth into the earth with apostolic authority to let the world know there's a revival on the way. And when it gets here, it will turn the world upside down.
1: And I'm so thankful that Brother Wilson began to preach about the timing that we are in. You have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this.
0: God literally waited on this generation to get here because he trusts you with the greatest revival that the world has ever seen. Is anybody excited about revival in the 21st century apostolic church?
1: and so speaking about time we have to understand that in the Bible there are different there are different Greek words for time you've got one Greek word which is chronos and that represents the days and the weeks and the months and the years it's
0: the clock on the wall it's the calendar that you have in your home and it flows horizontally and it begins to move in subsequent order that's where we get the word chronological from and it flows smoothly and seamlessly throughout the course of history. But then you have that second word, which is keros. It's not talking about the days and the weeks and the months and the years, but it will always come down in a vertical manner and it will disrupt the flow of history. It is a season. It is a divine appointment that is orchestrated and ordained by God. And any time a visitation came, it did not come in the chronos and just seamlessly weave throughout the flow of history. It came down in a vertical manner, and it disrupted everything. Why do you think, Jesus, at the time, the keros is fulfilled and the kingdom is at hand? Because when revival takes place, it will not allow you to stay comfortable kind of like we are right now. It will not allow you to stay comfortable. It will disrupt every paradigm. It will break every box of religious tradition. Can I tell this generation, we cannot be satisfied with just good church. We don't just want good church. We want the blinded eyes open. We want the lame to walk. We want the gifts of the spirit. Is there anybody here that'll say, God, we need a disruption? Somebody give God a praise in this house right now.
1: And so what we have to understand about the God that we serve is that he is not a God that will function in chaos. But he will always take the chaos And he will bring order and alignment to it. And that will create an avenue for him to operate and release his glory. You can look at the order of creation and you can find that out. And I am afraid that in the apostolic church, we have structured and educated the moving of the Holy Ghost right out of a lot of our church services. We've got the structure, but we don't want to leave room for the wind to begin to blow because it makes us uncomfortable, and we can't control the wind. We can control when we take up an offering. We can control whenever we sing our solo.
0: We can control whenever we pray a dismissal prayer. But I'm looking for a revival that I can't put in a box, something that I can't control.
1: And I believe this is the generation that will disrupt and break the box of every religious tradition that we have tried to put revival in over the last several years. He he is a God of alignment. He is a God of structure. He is a God of order. That's why he created man and then woman and then released his glory. You've got man which represents authority and then you've got woman which represents submission. When there was authority and submission in alignment, it created a pathway for the glory to be released. That Old Testament priesthood, they couldn't just walk into the presence of God. There was a protocol that they had to go through. Uh, They started in the outer court, and then they went through the inner court, uh, and then they went beyond the veil into the most holy place. uh, And
0: when they got the structure right, uh, God released his glory into the atmosphere. Why do you think in the New Testament before Paul ever wrote about the release of the gifts of the Spirit, he said you gotta have church government. You gotta have church order. You gotta have church structure and then the gifts can operate. Can I tell this generation? I thank God for structure. I thank God for an order of service. But that was never meant to restrict God, it was meant to release God. You ought to go back to your local church and You ought to go back to your local church and say it doesn't matter if I get to sing my solo. It doesn't matter if we get to take up an offering. When God gets ready to move, we just want the miraculous. You ought to disrupt this church service right now and say we want the miraculous. We want the supernatural. Somebody give God a praise in this house right now come on why don't you start right now what's church gonna be like uh, next sunday morning Uh, it's not gonna be dead and dry it's gonna be powerful it's gonna be apostolic
1: god's trying to bring us back into that atmosphere Where while Peter yet spake the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them at the beginning. I'm seeing masses of people in our church services that need the gifts of the Holy Ghost. That need the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the urgency of the hour will not allow us to have to lay hands on every single one of them to receive the Holy Ghost we got to get back to an atmosphere. Well, while Peter yet spake the
0: word, uh, the Holy Ghost fell on them at the beginning. I believe in the laying on of hands, uh, but if we wouldn't be dead and drowned Sunday morning, uh, we could create an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can fall without anybody laying hands on him. The, matter of fact, you can be healed right now. You can shout, and God can set you free right now. I'll, I'll prove it
1: to you. It's about an atmosphere, not about the building that you're in. I was preaching in Maryland earlier this year and the gift of faith swept through the building and there was a young lady that came up to the altar. Nobody was praying with her. She was standing by herself. She was totally deaf in her left ear. She was hit by a car
0: when she was six years old and now 20 years later and she was still deaf in that left ear. But the atmosphere was right. For a miracle nobody laid hands on her nobody prayed with her she just lifted her hands and believed god could do it and god unstopped that death here ladies and gentlemen we got to get back to an apostolic atmosphere i'm tired of good church i want something that'll blow the devil's mind why don't you shout like you're healed in this house right now You ought to break the box the devil is trying to put you in right now. You can shout, and God will save your family. You can dance, and God will fix your marriage. You can leave for joy, and the pain will leave your body.
1: I've never seen a generation more poised for signs to follow them than this generation. These signs shall follow them that believe. Signs don't follow monuments, signs follow movements. Everywhere you go, the miraculous goes with you. But I'm noticing something in this generation. There's a little spirit of fear jumping into this generation, causing you to be bashful and intimidated when you are, play, when you are presented with an opportunity to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You've got that enemy jumping in your ear causing you to ask questions like, what if I lay hands on them and God
0: doesn't heal them? What if I pray for them and God doesn't fill them with the Holy Ghost? What if I pray for them and the devil doesn't come out of them? Well, I've got a question for you. What if you lay hands on them and God does heal their body? What if God does fill them with the Holy Ghost? You ought to shout in this house right now and say, I bind the spirit of fear. You ought to get radical in this house right now. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loose you to operate with boldness in this 11th hour revival. <laughs>
1: Katalamanda rabaha sataranda Ramahandala dala Here it is, young man. Here it is. It's about an atmosphere. And God's looking for somebody that'll carry this atmosphere passing the mantle. Where where you don't leave it in this building, but you grab that anointing and you run as
0: fast as you can. Because there's a school that wants you to start a P7 club. Because you gotta let them know the king is on the way. Bible college students, don't leave it at chapel at Bible college. You wanna take it to the coffee shop. You wanna take it to your job. You wanna take it to... I want a young man to grab this oil and run with it right now. You ought to grab it. You ought to run with it right now and say we're not gonna walk with the anointing. We're gonna run as fast as we can. We gotta let the world know the king is on the way. We're not looking for dead church, we're not looking for dry religion, we're not looking for religious tradition. We want a book of acts revival, we want a book of acts atmosphere. You're still being too cute with it. How bad do you want revival? How bad do you want the miraculous? (laughs)
1: Tara shataramahatatha. I feel like talking to somebody that's discouraged about the current atmosphere of your church. I feel discouragement in this house because you come to pass in the mantle and you get in atmospheres like this. And then you go home and the atmosphere at your local church is not like this. But I feel in the Holy Ghost, we're at a place of decision in this room. Where God has given you a decision to make. You can either leave this atmosphere here. Or you can carry this atmosphere with you back to your local church. Because I'm going to tell you, we are in the days of Noah. Where God is releasing something into the atmosphere that he's never released into the atmosphere before. God had never released rain into the atmosphere. But Noah had enough faith to build a structure to get ready for the visitation and the outpouring that was on the way. And when God released in the earth that he had never released in the earth before there came a moment of decision for Noah where the rain stopped falling and the water stopped rising and the Bible said that he opened the window of the ark and he released two birds the first bird that he released was a raven and the second bird that he released was a dove now you have to understand the difference in a raven and a dove a raven was released because it feeds
0: on flesh but a dove was released because it feeds on fruit in other words the raven was sent to to make sure the past was dead but the dove was sent to make sure the future was alive my god somebody ought to shout in this house right now and say we're gonna make a decision we're not reaching for the raven yesterday is dead we're reaching for newness of life There's a pastor that needs to hear me. You're discouraged about yesterday, but I see a dove coming with an olive branch, and it's letting you know there's a future for your church. There's a discouraged evangelist here today. You're discouraged about your past, but there's a dove on the way with an olive branch in its mouth.
1: I'm, I'm really trying to get away from this, but I keep feeling it bump me. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and deal with it. I felt it bump me several times in this service. It's that opposition from the spirit of homosexuality in our world. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's somewhere in this room, and I'm coming after it. You got to understand that man and woman, authority and submission, they create a pathway for the glory to fill the atmosphere. And I'm going to tell you this spirit of homosexuality that is rampant in the world today, that is being crammed down our kids' throats with indoctrination from their schools and their colleges and their jobs and this politically correct garbage. It is more than just some perverted thing that a handful of people want to partake in. There is a spiritual element to that that we better start standing up against greater than ever before. So let me tell you what that that spirit of homosexuality does. Let me tell you how great of an attack and a threat it is to an apostolic atmosphere. Whenever you have man which represents authority and a woman which represents submission, it creates an avenue for the glory to release the at, for the glory to fill the atmosphere. Now this is what homosexuality does. It takes a man and a man, two symbols of authority, and it excludes submission
0: or it takes a woman and a woman Two symbols of submission and excludes authority. And when you've got all submission and no authority or all authority and no submission, uh, there's no pathway for the glory. But when you've got a man and a woman, uh, it will release the glory into the atmosphere. I've come to tell somebody, God will set you free from that lion spirit. You're not a homosexual. You're just being attacked by the spirit of the hour. There ought to be somebody go to battle in this house right now. We still believe in one man and one woman. Let me bring it closer to home. There's only one God, Jesus Christ, and one bridegroom, the apostolic church. We better stay in submission.
1: Let's lift our hands and let's go to battle in this house. Come on. Come on. I command you to be set free right now from every lie of the enemy. Right now, I loose you in Jesus' name. (laughs) La (laughs) La la mundo rojo,
0: Sandala
1: busha, ya La
0: bosca!
1: Lando no de la bacca, talla manda Yala mondo hassan ramahata. I'm going to tell you here tonight, we've got the answer to have revival in our cities. But I want you to know, as God is sending forth this generation in the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare the way for the second coming of Jesus Christ, hell knows what God is up to in this generation. I said hell knows what God is up to in this generation. And it will send every attack on this generation that it can to get you to keep quiet and shut your mouth in this end-time revival. But I believe there's a generation that's saying we refuse to keep our mouths shut. We're gonna run as fast as we can and let the world know the king is on the way. I was preaching in Texas earlier this year. And I was standing behind the pulpit reading my text and there was a woman that came and ran up on the platform and stood right next to me and just began to stare at me. And immediately I knew that she was possessed with the devil. The ushers came and grabbed her and they took her off the platform and they sat her down. And she began to act up throughout the entire service. Whenever I got finished preaching, she had her eyes closed and they were trying to subdue her. And I just simply walked by her. And when I walked by her, she opened up her eyes and lunged at me and she said I know who you are you have the spirit of Elijah and I was sent here just for you So you know what I did? I got up behind that pulpit and I began to preach thou that believest in one God thou
0: doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. She started shaking in her seat. She got up out of her seat ran down the middle aisle and out of the back door. I'm here to preach to this generation. You don't need a better stage design. You don't need more talent and ability. You know what you need. You need an anointing you need to run with somebody shout in this house uh, and say we're not backing up we're not backing up we're gonna run i said we're gonna run with it i
1: bind fear in this generation right now by the authority of the word of god In the power of the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit of fear right now. I'm telling you, this thing is so much bigger than the church services that we have in our buildings. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen from passing the mantle 2022. There's young men and young women that are going to leave this building. And you're going to walk in apostolic authority. And you're going to start stirring some things up in the spirit world you've never stirred up before. Because devils, true apostolic authority does not chase devils. Devils devils chase true apostolic authority when you've got true apostolic authority you don't ever have to go looking for a fight it'll come to you when you walk into a city without an apostolic presence and you start feeling attacked by the enemy i'm gonna let you know what that is that's the strong man of that area giving you a signal it recognizes the authority that you operate in and when you begin to feel that it's not time for you to get afraid
0: and back down it's time for you to begin to bind some things in the holy ghost but I feel a warfare spirit in this house right now.
1: I feel the focus specifically. I feel the focus specifically right now on the ministry of apostles. I'm talking about young men and young women that go into regions and they break the back of the strong man in that region. I know this might seem foreign to some of you, but this is the real world I'm preaching about. When Jesus stepped onto the shore of the gatherings, and this is what I feel in the Holy Ghost, when Jesus stepped onto the shore of the gatherings, he never had to go looking for the strong man of that region. The strong man of that region came to him. The Bible said that a man possessed with legion came to him. Now, here's what I want you to understand. One gospel said those spirits had been there a long time. They were ancient spirits that had ingrained themselves into that city. But when somebody with enough authority showed up, Those spirits had to expose themselves to Jesus, and here's what they said. What have I to do with thee? One translation said, what do we have in common? It's because even the enemy understands you cannot rebuke it if you resemble it. Did you hear what I said? You cannot rebuke it if you resemble it. You don't have authority over it if you are alike it.
0: That's why we better not back up on holiness and separation because the enemy recognizes our lines of distinction. And if you can be separate from the world, you'll have authority over the prince of your city. Amen.
1: Sandalaboho <laughs> shandalabahakatalamandalaboshatah. And when Jesus cast out those devils, he looked at that man that was delivered of legion. And he said, go and tell all the good things the Lord has done for you. And where did the man go? He went to Decapolis. You know what Decapolis means? It means 10 cities. Here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost for a generation of apostles God is raising up. When God sends you to a city and you drive out the ancient spirits of that city, it will open the door for a regional revival. I'm going to say that again. When you drive out the ancient spirits of your city, it'll open the door for a regional revival. What if a pastor in this house could understand if you can just drive out the spirits in your city, it would unlock the door for 10 more cities for you to get into?
0: Anybody believe what I'm preaching here tonight? God wants to bring us into regional revivals. It's not just about our building, it's about the region around us. Let's lift our
1: hands and let's pray all over the house. Satalabuho shata. Mandoloboho raha katalabah sata. with your voices lifted would you make your way out of your seat and squeeze around this altar as tightly as you can if you're around this altar already keep lifting your hands and let's keep praying with an urgency in your spirit under the weight of this hour we're in would you make your way out of your seat and come to this altar come on Here's what I feel. (laughs) Last year, I was on a fast. Toward the end of that fast, I was preaching for a man. And he prophesied to me and he said, Brother Herring, the Holy Ghost wants me to tell you that from this day forward, there will never be another region that God sends you to on kingdom assignment that He does not first send Michael and his angels before you to prepare the way in the Spirit for you to get there. But this is what He said, and I'll never forget it. He said, The opposition you will now face will be from people who don't want it. <clears throat> We're at a place in this hour where God has released angels to prepare the way for what he's about to do in the earth. The question is, do you want it or not? Because if you don't want it, we'll settle back into our religious traditions and just keep trying to have good church. I wonder what would happen... If you took this atmosphere back to your local church and you set that place on fire in pre-service prayer and God filled somebody with the Holy Ghost before the first song ever started. And I began to see that happen. I began to see the trademark of Michael. The Lord sent me to Canada for their youth convention and on Saturday night they have a crusade. I've never told this story publicly because, you know, it's, it's, it's sad in Pentecost when you're hesitant to tell stories because you don't think people will believe it. I'd rather be naive and experience some things than a cynic and experience no thing. <laughs> the Lord told me to go to Canada they invited me for their youth convention I prayed about it the Lord said go he told me I'll send Michael before you and you'll know for sure he's been there there's an elder in our movement and he told me he said Caleb he said anytime that I've gone into a city and God has sent Michael most oftentimes it has been accompanied by a drastic change in the weather He said, without fail, anytime Michael shows up in a place that I'm at, tornadoes come through that area. I went to Canada as soon as I landed. This is a good practice for any young preacher who's gonna travel and preach. Anytime I get into a region, I open up my mouth and I speak into the atmosphere. And I say, I am here by the authority of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I'm here in the name of Jesus Christ, and I promise you the spirit world will know you're there. Mm. Friday night rolled around, Saturday morning day session, and in the middle of church, tornadoes hit that city all over. It shut the entire city down. There was not a hotel with electricity, there was not a restaurant with electricity. There was not a gas station with electricity, but you know who did have electricity? Still think it's a coincidence? They told me we have had this, we have had this this convention for years and we have never had weather like this. And later that night, God filled 50 young people with the gift of the Holy Ghost in one service. I'm trying to get this generation to open your eyes and understand that when you operate in an apostolic atmosphere, you don't walk in it by yourself. Uh, there is a host of an angelic army and they are going with you. God. Anybody want what I'm preaching about here tonight? Come on. Anybody desperate for that? God. I'm closing. I'm going to leave you with this. I'm I'm trying to tell this generation God's going to open your eyes to see that when you go into a city, when you go to that P7 club, when you sit down for a Bible study at that coffee shop, when God calls you to plant a church or to evangelize and travel, when you go, you are not going by yourself. Here's what I feel. The Lord spoke to me in 2020 and said, I'm releasing the angel of Acts 12 for this generation. Peter's locked up in prison. There was prayer made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And what did God do? God sent an angel to liberate Peter from the prison. And when Peter was liberated from the prison, here's what he said. He said, the Lord hath delivered me from the expectation of the people. A lot of you in this generation are bound by what people expect of you. Well, I struck a chord right there in the Holy Ghost. You're so locked up and afraid to step out and do something for God because you're afraid you're going to let down people's expectations for you. But there's an angel in this house here tonight, and he's going to set you free from what man expects of you. Let's lift our hands all over the house and let's pray. Let's lift our voices. Sando roho sheta ya randa dararabusha mandó boho shata la bahakata la here we go here's what's about to happen I'm gonna give some instruction and then we're gonna pray but I want to drive something home right quick I've noticed I've noticed in this meeting there's been several times where we'll reach a certain level and it's like this thing's just ready to bust open but we reach that certain level and I've noticed we get uncomfortable and we drop back down to what's comfortable we're gonna pray here in just a moment i'm going to tell you what who this is available for it's available for the hungry if you want it it's available for you and the lord said to tell passing the mantle on saturday night that when you leave this building the angelic will go with you everywhere that you go Young preacher, you're not going by yourself. Young lady, you're not going by yourself. Pastor, you're not going back home to preach at your local church by yourself. I'm telling you, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere when you get back. When I pray the prayer of faith and count to three, I'm telling you, you're going to shout and you're going to feel that wall but we're gonna bust that thing open here tonight. You hear what I'm telling you? We're not gonna back off and then settle for a lower level. We're gonna gonna push until we break that thing. I'm talking about radical warfare in this house. Are you ready? Every hand raised, every eye closed by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. We loose the angelic into this room to partner with this generation. They are ministers to the heirs
0: of salvation. You've given your angels charge over us. We release an angelic army back to every city right now in the name of Jesus to push back every opposition of revival. We lose that angel of Acts 12 to deliver this generation from the expectation of the people. Are you ready? One, two. Free, go to battle! Go to battle! Go to battle! Go! There's an army rising up! There's an army rising up! Go! Somebody fight for your revival! Somebody fight for your college! Somebody fight for your city! Go! 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 Come on, you got to run with this oil. You got to run with it. Don't back up. Don't back up. Somebody
1: press into this thing. Somebody lean into this thing. You ought to get louder than you've ever gotten
0: in a church service in your life. Come on. Why don't you get a little radical in this house? Why don't you do something you've not done in a while?
1: Keep praying. I want Urshan on this platform. If you're from Urshan College, I want you on this platform. Run up here. I want you on this platform. If you're from Urshan, if you're with Urshan, I want you on this platform. Keep praying. Keep praying. Everybody else, keep praying.